Hello. Oh, hello there. Standard humans here, back once again after a brief hiatus. Almost a month. Most of it not in the continent, but it's been good. <laughs> As we left it off last time, you were you were leaving to head out to head out to the foreign lands in Bangkok, Thailand, and Seoul, South Korea, I believe it was. That is correct. We went to other places too. We stayed oh, yeah? within those two countries. Okay. Yeah, it was very cool. Ten out of ten would recommend. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, all right. No, fair enough. That's that's not very exciting. Let's yeah. move on not, not to much, the real not much topic happened. of the day. It was pretty much the exact same. Go over there, it's the exact same, you know. Fair enough. <laughs> you just kind of stopped in at a university for a couple weeks. Well, we did actually go to a university because my cousin's doing an exchange there. And that was actually pretty much the same. <laughs> but um Okay. One one thing one weird thing that like stuck out for me. Yeah. But that I noticed the roaches okay were freaking large we shouldn't have noticed that but just through not intentionally seeing roaches that's what we discovered we were in an airbnb in seoul yeah and my mom's like oh there's a bug on this let me on the sweater because mm-hmm. we were like packing up to go right because we were switching to a different airbnb and so we're packing up to go and she's like oh there's a bug on the sweater evan like grab the sweater so i can kill it and i'm like all right so I grabbed the sweater and my mom's about to kill it. But then she's like, ah, because she realizes how freaking large it is. It was about the size of a mouse. Oh, <laughs> so she, wait, what? The yeah, the roach. Oh, They're, okay. Yeah, it was about the size of a mouse. And so she like goes to smack it. But even though it's so big, it's real fast. And it just like scuttles under the fridge Yeah. at the speed of light. Then we, we just left immediately because we didn't want them to take the chance of them being in our luggage or anything. Fair. That's that's a good but, call. Yeah, get out of there. Yeah, they're real big. Big roaches. Okay. Yeah, we were joking. It would like catch the shoe. If you try, <laughs> if you try to smack it, it would like <laughs> hold it up like the Hulk holding up that mountain in Secret Wars. Yeah. No, that's good. You got out of there. That's that was a good yeah. call. Yeah. Nice place though. <laughs> other than the giant roaches. Nice. nice other than, other than the one the one giant roach, we have no proof they were more, but. <laughs> There was one. <laughs> at least one. Fair enough. There's at least one giant roach. So, yeah. What else did I'll you I'll go do? over Korea first. Was that the first one you did? No, it was the second one. I'll go over it in that order because I found Korea was actually quite similar to Canada. Oh, so, okay. Interesting. Um, so, you got you to gotta ease the listeners in. As Yeah, exactly. I say the listeners. I'm sure it's me. You have to ease hey, me into Jeff. these foreign cultures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. You've been to foreign lands, like Ireland, hitting electric fences in your toy car and whatnot. <laughs> the good times. The good times. Yeah. 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 So the part of Seoul we stayed in yeah. actually reminded me a lot of downtown Ottawa. Oh, in some okay. parts, it was right by Seoul Station. Um, and so there were a lot of like business buildings. It was quite upscale. Okay. The part right by Seoul Station, if you go outside and turn to the right. Okay. For the next little radius, it's a lot of restaurants and stuff, but it's not actually that dense. Like, it's about the same density as Ottawa. It's not, like, crazy. Okay. So, we, we got there. Yeah. Um, well, we walked around a bit, and we're like, this isn't that densely populated. Uh, and then, uh, in the morning, we were walking out again. We were like, this is just, like, this is, like, Ottawa. There's, like, some 
a lot of restaurants and we noticed that the shops and the restaurant spaces were like tiny hmm. like a shop would be like actually a room oh, and there wouldn't okay. be like a back room or anything hmm. the person who owned it would just be like chilling watching a korean drama in the front <laughs> and then you'd okay. walk in and be it's like convenience store or something yeah. and just wa- walk in and be like hey i want something and you buy it but it, not not legit not the legit convenience stores the 7-elevens and stuff are fire over there <laughs> dude you're right that sounds exactly like here you just go in and buy stuff it's crazy yeah it's crazy man no but the shops were like actually really they were really tiny like i was hmm. surprised legit bedroom size um yeah. some of them. based on what i know of that area that that's not overly surprising don't they live in like yeah. what like 100 square foot apartments or whatever it's, a lot of it's people definitely more densely populated spot yeah very much um, so but for lunchtime we were just walking around right mm-hmm. we find this alley where they serve um naengmyeon and bibimbap naengmyeon is a cold noodle dish which is exactly what it sounds like it's buckwheat noodles in soup with ice cubes in it buckwheat uh, noodles what's that yeah like you ever have soba no oh uh, uh it's just like it's like spaghetti but with slightly different <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. So pasta, yeah, all right, sure. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a pasta noodle, and yeah, it's in a cold noodle soup, so it's really nice in the summer. Yeah, uh, and then bibimbap is just it's rice with like some vegetables and hot sauce and sometimes some meat or an egg. So that's pretty good. So we we went that place was like it was just an alleyway. Yeah, but on either side of it were just counters, like you'd squeeze through and you could sit at a counter. And there were like tons of stalls that all only sold these two foods. So okay, it was really weird. It was like the space between a house here. It was that sort of thing. Like that's the area you could like walk oh, okay. in. Oh, and then just okay. the whole side of it would just be like seats. So you got like a, a, a five foot aisle. And then... Oh, less than that. Oh, less than like that. Okay. Two or three. Oh, wow. <laughs> like okay. a two or, two three, or three foot three wide foot. aisle. And then... On either side are just all seats at counters. Huh, okay. So you probably walk down about 50, no, 25, 50 feet of this. Yeah. And then when you come to the end of it is this, this, I forget what market it is, but this like super, super populated market. Okay. So we, we go through the, we go through this alleyway, eat lunch, and then we come out the other side and there's just like all the people who are like, oh, this is where they all are. <laughs> all okay. right. Like. Once you go through there, it was like shoulder to shoulder, like everyone walking. It was super full. Just in that area, not the surrounding areas? Uh, like in the surrounding areas, it was more densely populated than right outside Seoul Station. Oh, okay. But specifically the, the marketplace, like midday on a weekend was crazy. There. Okay. Like there were so many people. The Most of the stuff at that particular, that particular one was made up of a mixture of like a place would be both an actual store with a stall out front so it would be like a store the size of like a walk-in closet with an equally sized like stall extending out front where they'd hang all their stuff and whatever and just sort of store stuff in the in the back oh okay you know yeah it's a very small yeah yeah it's a very small but like a lot of stuff yeah so you just sort of ask for something they got it they got like 200 of them in the back um okay so that that was cool. We went through there, bought some stuff. A lot of it was probably uh, garbage, but we just bought it at a cool market. So we're like, ooh, 
okay. I, I found that's what I find about like all marketplaces, unless they're like food markets. Most of the stuff is just like dollar store stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's but because very true. you're in such a cool place, you're like, ooh, oh, this it's is Korean. Cool. Oh. Yeah, got this Korean um, swag. Yeah, but it's like fridge magnets and shit. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, I don't need this. Yeah, and Korea is not a bargaining country. Okay. Apparently, it could be considered quite rude if somebody's like, "Hey, this costs like twenty thousand won," and you're like, "How about 10 You'd be like, "Hey, f- you." <laughs> I mean, fair. If you go from twenty thousand to ten, yeah. Well, I'll I'll get onto that. You can okay. do that in other places easily. Oh yeah, that's not, true. Not in, I've never tried that before, Korea. but yeah. And by the way, one thousand won is very near one Canadian dollar. Oh, okay. So twenty bucks. Okay. Yeah. You're like twenty so, bucks. How about one? Yeah. Okay. And honestly, in Korea, because Korea they have an economy like comparable to Canada, and like the average wealth like comparable to Canada. So most of the stuff was relatively the same. Shoes were slightly cheaper. Okay. Not like crazy cheap, but like maybe like twenty percent cheaper. Okay, cool. And I would say food was good, maybe 25, 30% cheaper. Hmm. All right. Like, yeah, like, actually, no, it's like, it was, food is quite good. Like, you can find expensive places, obviously. Yeah. But if you're just like trying to get lunch somewhere, you could probably easily get it for like 7,000 won a person, Hmm. which is like seven bucks a person. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I did eat seafood every single day I was in Asia. Sometimes for breakfast. Is that is that any different from in, uh, from here in Canada? Well, here I just actively avoid it sometimes because I'm kind of scared of mercury poisoning. Fair but uh, <laughs> but there it was like ah, it's fine. It's, it's probably okay. okay. It probably is okay to be honest. But um, oh. yeah, we did two things to do with the ocean in Korea. One, we took a train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the fans of the movie called train to busan about zombies hey hey it's a pretty good movie sure i'm I'm gonna take your word for that yeah but yeah we took a train to busan for the day like just there in the morning back at night and swam in the ocean and uh what one funny funny anecdote about when we were at at the i think it was called hyundai hyundai beach hyundai beach not the car (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was thinking did they sponsor the beach yeah, no, it's spelled slightly differently, but I man, if they have the some of those dune buggies, I, I have no idea. I don't know the brand that well. If they have those, that'd be a sick sponsorship. That will be pretty sick, but yeah. they did not. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> okay, um, continue. Yeah, it, it was just a it was a pretty touristy beach because Busan, so that's where it's a big beach tourist area. Yeah, but on this beach, we got there about ten thirty. Yeah, the entire time we were there. We saw this old, like maybe like sixty something lady, yeah, just walking around the beach and just yelling that she's selling chicken and beer. Okay, <laughs> she's just carrying a garbage bag full of chicken and beer, and sure. she's like, she's like dressed normally and like has like, you know, she she looks pretty normal except for that she's going around selling chicken and beer from a garbage bag. So okay. <laughs> we weren't immediately like. We weren't alarmed or anything, but we're like, wow, that's unusual. Um, and so she was there the whole time we were there. Uh, and at one point, maybe like two in the afternoon, yeah, she put the, the garbage bag of chicken and beer underneath um, my uncle's chair. Yeah. 
and walked away for a bit and talked to one of the looked like a unofficial at the beach okay and then like 10 15 minutes later came back and got it and we're like oh, that's pretty weird <laughs> why'd she do that and then uh, after that she walked around for a little longer peddling her chicken and beer okay <laughs> and uh you know don't think she got any takers so she uh she just sat down and started eating other food that she brought for herself uh, and okay. my my aunt felt bad so she told my uncle like hey go and buy the chicken and beer yeah because i feel bad that she hasn't sold any because she's old and so he it was like a it's like a box of chicken like a large kfc box like a shoe box worth, okay you know? okay yeah yeah a large shoe box worth of fried chicken okay and so he bought it and she's like oh it's thirty thousand won." and he's like i mean we're buying this out of he didn't say this but he's like well we're buying this out of charity so sure <laughs> um he didn't say that obviously but he was just like all right okay, so he handed yeah. it thirty thousand won, brought the chicken back yeah this chicken that had been in a garbage bag from 10 30 in the morning probably longer probably significantly longer <laughs> okay and just brought it back to to our chairs and whatever and opens it to look at it and it's like well that looks all right and then my mom who if you don't know her which everybody but aiden listening wouldn't uh <laughs> she is uh very food safety conscious yeah she she does not mess around with her raw meat yeah nothing like that if something's been in the fridge for too long she's like get it out of here we're not eating it it's gone bad you'll get sick uh she's super sketch about street food and stuff it's a good attitude to have it's healthy yeah yeah but she just goes over to the chicken is like hey that looks all right and picks up and sniffs it and it's like that smells all right and she starts eating <laughs> and, we're <Okay>. like, <laughs> and we're like wait what <laughs> We're like that. That could be three days old. We don't. Even, we don't know where that came from. Maybe it came from a dumpster. And she's like, "Nah, it is fine. It's pretty salty, so it's probably fine." <laughs> and then my uncle is like, "Yeah, okay." And he eats a piece too. Okay. And then one of my cousins and my sister also eat a piece just because they see the, they see that. And uh, my aunt, myself, my father, and my two cousins do not partake because we don't want to die. Um, fair yeah that's a of, good call <laughs> of beach chicken but then uh you know she came back she came back to thank us after we bought it like maybe half an hour later yeah um it was in rushed korean okay. not rushed korean but like she was speaking very quickly yeah yeah uh so my aunt could only really understand all of it <laughs> what what she was saying was um thanks for buying it because you give me 30 she didn't say but like because you give me 30 dollars yeah. for a box of chicken um and she's like the reason I had to put it under your chair there was uh, because the police were coming by and they've already given me warnings for s- selling chicken here <laughs> for like paddling chicken without any sort of permit or anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they want me to stop. So I had to make sure that I, they saw I didn't have any, so I couldn't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. No, that's and pretty so she's typical. Like, Just thanks. Yeah. So we were, we were basically an, an accomplice in, illegally sold chicken on the beach in uh in busan yeah that's and yeah that's interesting okay apparently it was good they actually didn't get sick that is impressive i, guess I was, was absolutely shocked that they didn't get sick but they didn't get sick weird a street vendor actually selling a decent product not a street vendor a or, beach vendor <laughs> out of a yeah, garbage that's even bag because like yeah. when i was in new york uh i don't remember even how many years ago we went down, they have a whole street full of uh, vendors 
who do, would do the same thing. Whenever the police come by, they all close up their shops and get out of there. I think Oof. we got like a bunch of DVDs at one because I was a child and was like, oh, we need the movies. Give it, give it. It's like Disney movies yeah. or something. I think it was like, what was the deal? Like buy one for like 35 or four for 40 or something like that. One for 35? Or in a way. talking cents? No, one for like, it might have been like four for 20 or something like that. I think that was. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that would make. Because like I'm like, one for 35. That's expensive for Yeah, now. no, that, does, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah. And like, we, we get, we watch the movies. It's, I think three out of four of them were just someone with a camera in a movie theater just filming the thing. Oh my God. <laughs> complete trash. Yeah. Why would you not just be a normal criminal and pirate the movie? <laughs> I don't know. But they had a whole like chest full of them there. And almost all of them, I assume, were just people sitting in the theater recording the movie. That's on every level worse than just stealing the movie. Just yeah. pirate the actual movie and do that. Because we get in the same amount of trouble, but at least it's the actual movie. Yeah, seriously. You don't have to give all your customers like the same experience you had in the theater, seeing everyone get up, making noises, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's except through the through a the pinhole of a camera instead of your actual eyes. Yeah. So it's really weird that you actually got decent chicken on a beach from a yeah. vendor trying to avoid the police. Like I f- heavily with street food, but yeah. I'm not messing with illegal street food. Not messing with <laughs> that beach feels like food. something you shouldn't be eating. Yeah. No. No, that's not. That's a bad idea. I don't know why she was doing that. We read a we read a review of the beach. Yeah, and it said, it, this was like a five five years ago. Yeah, this thing we read about the beach, and it was like a great beach. The only downside was this woman just yelling chicken and beer. What the whole time I was there? Five years ago. Yeah, and and then it, they say I don't know who the hell would buy that chicken <laughs> out of a garbage bag, and I'm like I agree I don't know who the hell would either, but I I, I do know who did. If she's like, still there five years later, people must buy it every now and then. I know, but I didn't see anybody enough. buy it at all, except for my uncle. So somehow that's managed to be a sustainable business model. There's, I was saying, there's got to be any, literally any other job has got to make you more money than that. Look, what? man, it's it's not always about the money. It's whatever makes but, you happy deep down inside. It's about passion. <laughs> <laughs> but the passion for selling yeah. beer and chicken out of a garbage bag on a beach in Korea. Yep. In Busan. Yeah. That's, that's probably yeah, That's probably why she does it every day. Almost definitely. Because there's yeah. absolutely no other reason. If it was like Thailand, I'd be like, yeah, all right. Like, sure. Like, there's not, not much like social assistance, whatever. Maybe that's just like you just come by free fried chicken somehow. And so you, that's just how you do it. Yeah. But like, fair enough. This is a pretty developed country. So I'm like, you, you, you've got some kinds of other means. Cause she was like putting in a lot of work. She was marching up and down the beach for like six hours. I'm like, Jesus. that's a determined yeah. person. I know. And I'm like, you could, you could do six hours of work and make a lot more than $30. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could. So, Maybe some days are, some days are better. She sells more beer and chicken. Maybe, maybe, maybe someday she sells like one every hour, and she's making thirty dollars an hour. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but for thirty dollars too, 
Like, there's shops, like, two blocks away. You could get fried chicken if you wanted to. <laughs> like, it's literally... The only thing you're paying for is the convenience of having it right there. So, if you're if you're listening, person, mm-hmm. like, just, like, contact us through the through the podcast or something. I just want to know why, why you're doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's so convenient. It's, like, basically Uber Eats, but for that one spot and just one food and drink. Yeah. Like you seem like a perfectly rational human being. I'm just I'm just curious why you're doing this. Like you seem like you got it together, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Please contact me. Oh, and the the so the other thing we had that had to do with the ocean. Okay. In uh, in Korea was we went to a seafood market. And so we went there for uh, we wanted to go around lunchtime. Okay. We ended up uh, to get there. We accidentally walked through the old market because it was just like it used to be this big market in what looked like a giant empty parking garage, you know? Okay. That kind of like giant empty warehouse place where like gangsters meet in movies and stuff. Right. Uh, like beat someone up. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of place is where the old market was. And we walked through it to get to the new market by accident because we went a really inconvenient way. And it was the oddest looking place yeah like they were like smashed windows and shit a whole bunch of packs of noodles and stuff left there okay. and like a bunch of cats and stuff and people and just like every like 100 meters there'd just be a group of like two or three people just like chilling doing something hmm. so that was a weird shady place kind of into it to be honest for the <laughs> for the vibe and we got to the actual the actual uh, market we were trying to go to okay yeah and we went to the downstairs first, which is the straight up market. Like if you like have a restaurant, this is like where you're going to go. Okay. Because it's all the tanks of like live octopus and shrimp. Yeah. And like the whole ass tunas and stuff being carted around. So it was a very cool place to be. The ground was real wet and bloody. Okay. Um, but yeah, very cool place to be. You see live eels and lobsters and shrimp and uh, everything, everywhere, octopus, squids, all that kind of stuff. And the reason we were going here was one to see it because it was cool, but also because we wanted to eat san nakji. Okay. If you've ever heard of that? No. It's this Korean dish where it's kind of like it's not like I don't think anybody in Korea ever eats this like every day. Okay. <laughs> But it's sort of like an oddity kind of dish. What it is is you take an octopus from a tank, oh, all right, alive, and you chop it up, okay, and you put it on a plate with some sesame oil and maybe some sauce or something. And because of the nerve endings inside uh, octopus tentacles, yeah, uh, it's like how when you cut a chicken's head, it runs around for a little bit. Okay, these tentacles are still moving for like 10, 15 minutes after you chop it up, and you eat it raw. Okay, so. So that's what it is. It's moving octopus tentacles. The f***? Yeah. That's what we wanted to eat. That's why we went there. So yeah, we're walking around this this downstairs marketplace. Yeah. And we find one of the many market people selling octopus. So we get five octopus. The octopus are pretty small. They're about like size of your hand kind okay. of thing. Um, They're pretty small octopus. And then we also get like 10 very large like in asia the shrimp are large okay so they're not really shrimp but we get 10 prawns i guess just in case people like my mom and my cousin who's sometimes vegan were like absolutely not feeling the moving octopus 
fair. Yeah. Yeah. So we we get those in a bag. So like they're still alive, just in a bag of water. Okay. And we just bring them upstairs. It's like a, a more consumer, like individual consumer based market where there's like, you can buy like plates of uh, sashimi, which is just like raw fish. Okay. That you like eat raw. Oh, you know, all right. Like su- like sushi kind of thing. It's just okay, like, like sushi. Right. if it's sashimi is raw fish that you eat raw. And yeah, you can buy like fillets that you cook at home, stuff like that. But there's also some restaurants there. So we go to this restaurant uh, and get not a booth, but like one of those rooms with the sliding door, you know, that they have in Asian restaurants. Yeah. We got one of those. And so we, we give them the fish to cook, the okay. octopus and the shrimp. And we say we want sun nakji. And even like one of the dudes who worked there, like this Korean dude who worked there was like, Ugh. when we told him that's what we're eating, he was like, okay. Fair. Yeah, that's weird. Really weird, but all right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's not like, it's not like Korean people are like, what? I eat this every day. It's still like pretty unusual. <laughs> They're like, get out of yeah. here with your weird why, shit. Why do I always want this? We don't even eat this. <laughs> so yeah, we get served it. The shrimp was just really good shrimp. Mm-hmm. It was not exciting. <laughs> the octopus was uh, it. It was it was unusual because you see it moving around. I would imagine that would be unusual. Yeah, yeah. You have to catch your food. Uh, you see it moving around on the plate. Yeah, and so you're like, yeah, I'm gonna pick that up with my chopstick and put it in my mouth and eat it when it's still moving. Uh, and I like I, I I definitely ate it once you get once you eat the first piece, you yeah. sort of get over it. All right. The one thing you have to do is you have to chew it like a lot. Otherwise, uh, oh god, yeah, that'll keep it's, going. It's a very, inside it's a of very you. chokeable food. Yeah, because it can suction to you. Oh, so because <laughs> it's not damn it. it. Yeah, which is kind of justified. Like we killed you, so you can try and kill us if you want. No, I'm not. You know? I'm not mad at the octopus. This is me yeah. being disappointed in everyone eating this. <laughs> <laughs> yes but like just to be clear it's not live octopus it's just recently a live octopus yeah yeah very recently <laughs> extremely recently um, within 15 minutes yeah within 15 minutes <laughs> um okay. so yeah you, you just gotta pick it up and chew it real fast uh and real hard and make sure you like chew it and then you can swallow it and it's just like normal octopus sashimi once you chew it one or two times but to be honest like i really like octopus and squid cooked with gochujang which is like a sweet hot sauce kind of thing they have in korea okay i'll eat that any day but raw octopus with no real seasoning or anything on top of it like it's real chewy it's like it's exactly like you're just chewing on the gristle from a steak it's it's the white fat that's inside a steak if you ever have like a big lump of that yeah it's like you're chewing on that because it's real chewy and it doesn't taste like a whole lot Oh, but that's gross. That's the gross bit. So what we ended up doing was we ate it in some, uh, which is where you just take some lettuce and put some rice and some hot sauce and some raw garlic. Okay. And then some octopus and just roll it up into a little wrap. Yeah. And then eat it, which is how you also eat Korean barbecue. Sometimes if you want to. <laughs> but so we just ate it like that because the raw octopus tastes like absolutely nothing. Okay. There was also um like they just included this in our order, I guess, because I thought we didn't order enough food. A hot pot, not a hot pot, but like a, a thing of soup with the fire still underneath it. So it was really hot. Oh, cool. Um, and it was like a whole bunch of vegetables and two whole fish, like scales and tails and eye and everything. Maybe not scales, but like 
the 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 tails and fins and everything were uh were in it oh, and okay. eyeballs for sure like the head was fully in it yeah yeah and uh the meat was really good off it like i i totally don't mind eating like a fish's like cheek meat or whatever <laughs> but the bones were freaking crazy you get like a oh, tiny piece God, the size yeah. of a sugar cube that they keep the bones in the thing too that oh sounds... yeah it's like you take the scales off and you're like boom throw take the scales off take the organs out boom there you go okay all right yeah that's how that's how a lot of fish was served actually mm. i'm not really about that <laughs> like, yeah because you can't eat the bones right or but you can't yeah so you a lot of pick stuff was... out of your soup that yeah that what no <laughs> you're doing it wrong yeah. korea <laughs> like like you got a piece the size of like a sugar cube and you're like okay this has got to be bone free and there's like three bones in it that you got to spit out that's disgusting so, okay yeah it's no good it's very tasted okay. good but like it's really hard to eat yeah that that would be there's literally traps inside the food yeah but that was that was a really cool experience glad i did it i'm not going to be out eating raw unseasoned octopus that often uh but you know all right so we've covered two foods so far you are no good with beach chicken but you're okay with recently dead octopus out of curiosity what else won't you eat well either from the trip or other times (laughs) i'm trying to think of more stuff from korea i don't think there was really anything else in korea that was like sketchy food Okay. Or like unusual. We had the first night we got there, we had um Korean barbecue at a restaurant. Just okay. like you just found because you can just walk around Seoul. You'll find like a ton of restaurants. You don't need to look like in a specific place. What's the difference between Korean barbecue and just regular barbecue? Korean barbecue is uh they have it in North America a lot now. But okay. uh what it is is you get the grill thing yeah. on your table. You just get raw marinated meat okay. Uh, on your table. You get the lettuce to make the lettuce wraps and some rice and some raw garlic. So it's a uh, do-it-yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Koreans f*** with raw garlic. Um, sure. <laughs> apparently. I was actually, I, I was kind of into it. I was surprised. I was like, this is going to be weird tasting. But it was really good with all the mm. meat and stuff. And then some kimchi because like every meal has some kimchi in it. And uh, what you do, it's usually pork, sometimes marinated, sometimes just like pork chop, chopped up. You cut it with scissors. Yeah. And then you have tongs to just like put it on the grill thing. And it has like grease bits, so it's not super greasy because the, the oil falls through. And you just cook it yourself and then take it off when it's done and make it, You either just eat it like it is or make a little rice wrap with some like gochujang and raw garlic and maybe some kimchi or something in it. Okay. And it's pretty good, but I absolutely am astounded that 50% of people who do that don't give themselves food poisoning. (laughs) Like, I've concluded that raw meat can't be as dangerous as I think it is. If they're just constantly serving it? Yeah, Yeah, because, like, usually people drink when they go to it, too. Say you're cooking a sizable piece of pork. You, or let's say you scoop it on with raw meat tongs. Let's say you just forget because you're kind of drunk and take it off with raw meat tongs and eat it. Yeah. Like, how does that not happen, like, every single time? That must, yeah. I don't know. I'd be mm-hmm. curious to hear, like, how often people get sick from that kind of thing. Korean barbecue. I don't yeah. know. It's not my favorite thing to do for that reason. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. It'd be nicer if they could just cook it themselves. 
Yeah. And also, yeah, I'm like, I go to a restaurant because they can cook better than me. I don't <laughs> exactly. I don't want to cook myself at a restaurant. That's not why I go. Yeah, that's that's not the experience you're looking for. Like, what if you went to, like, Eastside Mario's and they're like, okay, here's some flour and some eggs and some olive oil. Make your pasta. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like HelloFresh or Blue Apron, but you have to go to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's it's like all hip. And I've had Korean barbecue in Ottawa, and it is it's definitely a fun social thing. But as just like a meal, I'm like, it tastes good, but too much effort. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's mm-hmm. a lot of work. Okay, but yeah, back to the question: Is there any foods that you're just like nah, or any places either like here or in Korea or anywhere else? Well, I have rules that I follow for eating street food because I really like street food, but I'm not trying to like die do tell (laughs) i got these from just like watching these travel youtubers who are like they're like food tourists or whatever you call them like they just go to places like for the food of the street food that sounds amazing i know right yeah like i want that job fair but yeah what the majority of them say is if you're gonna go eat some Really just any food, but specifically street food. It should be, you should follow some rules every single time. Yeah. It should be one, it's got to be at least somewhat popular. Okay. No, that makes sense. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't want that place, like an alley full of street food. Yeah. But it's the only one where nobody's going to because the locals know they're probably not going for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. You want to go where the locals go. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be popular. You should probably avoid uncooked vegetables like uncooked lettuce Okay. Uh, in most street foods because who knows if they washed it uh, or, yeah, or like where it's been. And so it sounds like pretty easy E. coli. Yeah, very. Yeah. Um, and the final one was like ideally you should see them cook it or see that it's like very hot when it's being served. Yeah. Like for instance – one one thing I saw, it was actually in um, Chinatown in Bangkok. I was actually, I was looking for it. Yeah. This is something I wanted to eat on the trip, but I didn't get to eat. Okay. I, I was told in Bangkok that, by my girlfriend, because she used to live there, that they have a street, like one of the street foods is cooked crickets. Okay. Yeah. And uh, they'll just be carts of crickets. I think it's hmm. more in the in the Chinatown than anywhere else. All right. Um, but so I, uh, we were walking around Chinatown for like a few hours at one night. It was really cool, super cra- super crowded, super cool place. Um, but so I, well, I didn't see any any cricket vendors. Finally, I saw one towards the end of the night, but there was nobody around it. They had huge amounts of cooked crickets that were just look sitting there festering, okay. like they weren't hot. They weren't on like heaters or anything they were just sitting like beside the burner okay just in a huge pile of cooked crickets so who knows how long they've been there yeah and nobody was eating them so i'm like all right yeah good call not to do that yeah especially like i don't know if crickets give you more of a risk of being sick but i'm gonna assume so i have no idea i've never tried yeah yeah, yeah. but we stayed around that region for like about an hour and the only people who I saw eat it, I saw maybe like four tourists, mm-hmm. people who are clearly tourists, go up and eat it. Yeah. And nobody who looked even remotely local. So okay. I'm like, that's maybe a no for me. Yeah. 
No, that's interesting. Yeah. I think those are pretty good rules. You know, you got to take a little risk when you go somewhere. Like, you can be smart. Yeah. But, like, if you just eat at the hotel every time, then what would you even go to that place for, you know? No, that's fair. Because I've heard some people mm-hmm. are a lot more conservative about it. Like, uh, my parents heard the rule a lot when they went to India for a month or two that you should only eat food that has come straight out of the package because Oof. <laughs> cause the food there can be a little not great. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I have heard of multiple people I know who went to India. Yeah. Got like sick as f- for like three days. Um, yeah. I, I think like that's I also have... an India thing. Yeah. It's yeah. But not I mean, everywhere, but a lot. I mean, your stomach's going to have a little bit of adjustment anyway, even if you don't that's get That's true. That's true. That's fair. I, a couple of them said it was actually the hotel where they got sick. Oh, really? Yeah. It was the hotel food, like they ate, they ate some street food and stuff, but they were like smart about it. Oh, but okay. then the hotel food made them sick. Ah, they let their guard down with the hotel. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's but a good tip. Honestly, if I'm going to India for like two weeks, I'd rather take mild food poisoning than only eat stuff out of the package. Yeah, no, fair. I mean, as long as you follow those tips, even at the hotel, the ones you said. Yeah. You should be mostly fine. Yeah, you could. Like, Maybe. I can't imagine you get anything that bad yeah i mean you Um, might but you might but it's less likely but uh another another thing about the the chinatown in bangkok uh was that this was like a real real culture shock thing uh every uh let's say half a block okay there's a a shark fin stand oh okay for, for shark fin soup Oh, I was I was gonna guess it's like all those engraved wood things, but no actual shark fins. All right, actual shark fins. There huh. were so many. Okay, it was like obscene how much shark fin they were selling. We were getting kind of hungry. Yeah, and literally it was like a problem. Any place that was like remotely popular or looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was shark fins. So I'm like, I'm not eating it. No to shark fins. No shark fins for me. Why no shark fins? It's really uh, like sharks are sharks are dwindling in numbers. Yeah. First of all, climate change is part of it, but a lot of it is human activities like getting shark fins. Yeah. Um, and it's also really inhumane the way they get it. A lot of the time they'll just chop the fin off and then toss it back in the water. Okay. For right. whatever reason, like why not eat the whole shark if you're catching a shark anyway? Yeah, it's weird. You might as well just take the meat back. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It seems like such a waste. But yeah. also, then the shark just, like, dies because it can't live without a fin because it yeah. can't swim properly. Yeah, So then seriously. it'll just, like, die slowly. So Jesus, that's awful. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? So I'm like, no shark fin for me. Hmm. But it was, like, everything there. Finally, we found, like, a, like fish ball soup and, like, just some fruit and stuff because the okay. fruit in Thailand yeah. is remarkable. Oh, really? How's that? They have well, they have a whole bunch of different stuff that you can't normally get here. Okay, yeah. Like uh, the bananas are you can get these sometimes here, but the bananas are about like the size of they're about the length of a crayon. Oh, okay. Yeah, they taste slightly different. They're pretty much the same. But okay. Quite enjoyable, but the uh, they have everywhere you go in uh, Bangkok, at least I think most of Thailand, they have durian. You ever heard of it? No, I haven't. It's this fruit where it, it has a reputation for... Well, one, it has the name the King of Fruits, which I agree with because 
it's now tied for my favorite fruit along with bananas. Okay. But it also has a reputation for smelling like absolute ass. <laughs> All right. And it, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it smells pretty unusual for a fruit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The, the, it, the taste is, sorry, the smell is weird. But once you eat it, it doesn't, it's not weird anymore because you've like eaten the food this, and, and the food is delicious. Okay. So it basically, it tastes like a mango mixed with a papaya mixed with an avocado. Or okay. something like that. And it has the texture of an avocado and it's yellow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I cannot picture that. I have to try it at some point. Yeah. The outside of it is it's a re- it's quite large. It's about the size of a small watermelon and it's green and spiky. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. leave a picture of it in the show notes or something. Yeah. But this oh. is now one of my favorite fruits. It's so good. And it's everywhere in Thailand. Like, yeah. What the hell are these things? Yeah. Okay. I know. Um, they also have just like dragon fruit and papaya and stuff that are really, really good. Like I, I bought dragon fruit in Canada and it was like kind of bland and I'm like, what's everyone, what's everyone on about? This isn't that good. And yeah. then I ate it in Thailand and I'm like, oh shit, this is amazing. Man, so, these things are spiky. I know this, but spi- like, I I feel like they, they don't want to be eaten because they're spiky and smell bad. I'm just looking at like a picture on the Wikipedia page of a guy under a tree full of these things and thinking like if one of those falls and hits him, it's covered in spikes. Oh, that's worse than a coconut. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you got bludgeoning you and out. piercing damage. <laughs> like They're shit. Large. Yeah. Oh, another thing. The, the, another thing I have everywhere in, in Thailand is yeah. just coconuts for drinking. Oh, cool. Like... And like pretty much on any street, there's just a whole bunch of coconuts. So they have the brown stuff off, so it's just like a white coconut. Oh, okay. Um, and you order one, and there'll be a dude with a machete just chop the top off. Like he like holds it in his hands, and yeah. then just like chops the top off, and like hands you a straw, and is like, "Here." It's usually pretty cheap too. Oh, I'll get on to uh, bargaining. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I think we've been recording for about an hour and have covered food so far, so. Yeah. Hey, that's that's a big part of the trip. No, that's fair. That's I, I assume that would be a big part of the trip for you. So that's that's fair. But hey, yeah, bargaining. What call me fat? Yes. What? Yeah, I don't think we've talked about a single thing that's like bad for you. This is all like extremely like good food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, bargaining. Except for beach chicken. That's bad for you. Ooh, don't eat. That. Yeah. No. Good, very good call on that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, bargaining. Thailand is for sure a bargaining country okay at least in any market you go to right which is like where you buy most things at least where we bought most things i don't know but if you live there probably depends on like how rich you are yeah it depends on the store yeah yeah because there's there's like a thailand's a country from what i saw where you can like there's some mansions and then there's some like absolute uh slums yeah so there's like a there's like a wide range of wealth. Okay, no, for sure. Yeah, we went to this this floating market that and that's like a pretty touristy place. So they're like a literal floating market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What it is? You get there by boat, uh, and it's you boat what? around, and there's it's like yeah, you, you boat around, and it's in a series of canals in okay. like this cool like jungly area. And I you, see why you, you just... started with Korea. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So so basically, yeah, you go to. I'm basically just picturing like Apocalypse Now right now. 
<laughs> well, actually, that's that's the kind of um, that's the kind of like trees and stuff we're talking about. Okay. It's, yeah, because Vietnam's right next to it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm yeah, close. It's, actually, it's real close. So it, it it looks like that basically. Okay, but it's a but, market. So you, All right. This isn't in Bangkok. This is. I don't think so. Anyway, it was, we it's pretty far to get to it. But yeah. I think in Bangkok's massive, so I don't know. But what you what you do is you t- you take a so you get out to this this random place and you get on uh like a like a canal boat. Okay. Because uh, there's a series of canals through this. It's like not really jungle, but they have like jungle trees, you know. Because it's like there's like houses in it. Okay. But there's just a lot of like trees and foliage and stuff in that area, I guess, because there's a series of canals, so there's a lot of water. Okay. So yeah, you you get in a you get in a canal boat, and a, a dude will drive you through the canals for about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, till you get to um this floating market, which is where it's just like on the side on the side of the canals. It's maybe like a hundred foot a hundred foot square. Yeah. And on either side of the canal are just vendor stalls so you pull up in your boat and you while sitting in your boat you just haggle for stuff (laughs) yeah yeah it's pretty cool uh it's definitely touristy like it was not one of the high points uh because most of it was like almost all the stalls sold the same stuff because they clearly just got it from the same place and they're just trying to like get the best price because it's rich tourists yeah um and so they overcharged like crazy too but i assume yeah yeah like uh is it more dollar store kind of stuff it's that kind of thing okay like you can get you can get some some pretty okay stuff uh you can get some knockoff or legit supreme merch uh, even legit merch okay i mean you can get stuff where supreme is spelled correctly i don't know if it's legit <laughs> but <laughs> close enough yeah yeah oh man but i love so the incorrectly they're, they're... spelled like knockoffs of clothing I, I know I wanted to stuff. get I wanted to get some shoes yeah. that were they were Tila's. Tila's. <laughs> what? They were Fila's, but the F was a T. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um yeah. I wanted to buy them just because they're so funny. Yeah, that's and, hilarious. Like they were really cheap, but the the vendor yeah. is like I saw this in multiple places. It was like a common a common business model, and I don't understand it. Okay. The vendor was like, you gotta buy you can only buy them, like I'll only sell them to you if you buy six pairs. <laughs> and I'm like, hell no. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? Who needs six pairs of shoes bought at once ever? Like this like, isn't business to business transactions here. <laughs> this is individual yeah. to individual. Like what? Yeah, I was so confused. That's I was so like, weird. Because it just looks like a regular stall where they're selling stuff. Yeah. So I assumed, like, this is not... I assumed it wasn't business to business because it was a stall open yeah. to people to roll up and buy things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you... But Do you buy them for, like, all six for the price of a regular pair of sneakers here in Canada? Um, it was cheaper per pair of sneakers, but it was maybe, like, let's say each each pair was, like, $10. Okay, for like a decent pair of sneakers. I mean, they're not maybe they're not, not decent. The Tila's. <laughs> so, but were they like they seemed functional enough? Uh, I honestly don't know because they fair. were wrapped in plastic and oh, you couldn't okay, try them on. Enough, yeah. He was very adamant. He's like, you cannot try them on. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're mint. They're mint. Yeah. Tila's. He's like, you can't take them out of the plastic or try them on. 
they're also like you didn't oh, say this, God. but they're also knockoff. Every every brand is knockoff. Like you could, there were so many knockoffs. Like there was no legit ones. Yeah. And then he's like, "Yeah, you can't try them on, and you can only buy six pairs." And I'm like, "Wow, you drive a hard bargain, man." <laughs> but uh, <Wow>. no. <laughs> I assume he's just like he only has like the one size or something like that, and he's just trying Maybe. to sell them. Maybe. Because it wasn't like it wasn't like he only had six pairs. There were probably like a couple hundred pairs of shoes in there at least. Yeah. So I'm like, does he actually move shoes like this? Is anybody buying these? I don't know. I'm just trying That's... to think like some actual reasons why he would do that kind of stuff. Maybe some like sanitary concerns or that you're going to drop them in the water or something. Maybe. Like I saw it in other places too, like in other markets. They yeah. were dudes and they always had the six, de- the six shoe deal. And it's six what? every time, not it, another number. But no, it, you can buy regular shoes there. Don't get me wrong. You can buy regular shoes in the market. Okay. But the knockoff shoes, like the hardcore knockoffs, yeah. you could only buy six pairs. Always six. Always six. Like I saw multiple stores, not stores, like multiple vendors. Yeah. Where they're like, I'm like, like it's so weird because I would have bought one pair. Easy. Maybe two. Yeah. Because like. No, it's that's like, fair too. All right. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Because you can, you can bargain for it, too. So it's like $10 or less yeah. for a pair of hilarious knockoff shoes. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. But I, I'm not going to... Like, I didn't even have room in my luggage to bring six <laughs> pairs of shoes back with me. I literally couldn't if I wanted to. Yeah. That's so, so weird. That's another one. If, he, if you're listening, dude who sells shoes like that, one of the many, <laughs> why? <laughs> There's so many levels to this that don't make sense yeah like is that somehow getting getting around like them getting under the radar from authorities if they sell six at a time rather than one like maybe maybe yeah maybe it's some kind of weird legal loophole oh that's probably it yeah yeah okay where it's like if you sell them in bulk enough then you're not just like selling illegal knockoffs of shoes you're yeah selling some other thing i don't know yeah no that actually makes sense that makes a lot of sense because Everyone doing six pairs of knockoff shoes minimum is too much of a coincidence for there to not yeah, be some like kind I, of reason. I, I saw two in China. I think there's one in the market and two or three stalls in Chinatown hmm. that were all six. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Nani? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was sad because I couldn't buy any Tila's. Fair. Yeah, that sucks. But, oh, man. Yeah. That's so weird. Uh, Another thing with the, with the bargaining, yeah, um, in in tourist places like the floating market, yeah, they o- overcharge a ridiculous amount. Like, I wanted to buy like a wood carving thing. Okay, so initially you need to know one Canadian dollar, okay, is worth twenty four Thai baht, okay, which is not a super friendly number, but <laughs> not exactly. You can, you can like approximate. So like a hundred baht is like around. Four. Four dollars. Okay. Right. Yeah. This this wood carving is like a small wood carving the size of my fist, probably. Um, I would just like an animal. Okay. Uh, and at this floating market, I was like, "How much is this?" And she's like, "Oh, it's eight hundred baht, which is like uh thirty two dollars, about thirty two, okay. thirty three dollars." Like here, you could probably get away with that, but yeah, there was like thirties about. Yeah, no way. That's like way too expensive for like what it was yeah um you get a lot of that kind of stuff in canada like 
totem poles, wooden carvings, that kind of stuff. And something the size yeah. of your fifth fist, at least like 30 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But, but there, there, I yeah. was like, nah, because stuff's like way, way cheaper. But uh, so uh, the, the eventual selling price okay. from a, a, a non-professional a bargainer. Yeah. This, I think they ended up selling it for like 250 bot. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Which it was is... like, it was almost a quarter of the price. Four, eight, ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, it was about ten dollars. Okay. So, it, it it it's so it's so different being in a, a bartering country, because like for yeah. instance in in Korea they're just like this is the price that's it and it's like it would be like rude yeah. if you're like nah I'm not paying that for that, but in like any market in Bangkok yeah you're like a complete sucker if you don't at least try to get like a little bit. I mean, for some stuff, like you're not going to go up to like a fruit stand and buy a coconut and they're like, hey, it's like uh, 20 baht and you're going to be like, hell no. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you, you don't you don't buy it for like food. Okay. Stuff. At least we didn't. It's just, just like touristy kind of stalls. Yeah. Well, not 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 just touristy, like at, at markets too. Okay. Just markets um, that aren't food. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, it depends. Like, like I bought a large amount of like dried herbs, and that okay. I, that you obviously I don't know because I was I was only there for a little bit. We had a, a guide who showed us around for like five days. Okay, that's and good. And so she sort of explained a bit. Uh, her name was Toom. Shout out to Toom, who's definitely not listening. Uh, but shout out, check but, out Toom if you ever visit Bangkok. Yeah. yeah. Very pleasant. Big fan. But yeah, she just sort of explained like what you would and wouldn't bargain on. And so, for instance, like this big bag of dried herbs I bought, I did bargain for. Okay. But I didn't bargain for like cooked meat skewer I bought. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, you'd, I feel like you, you would just sort of get the hang of it. Like if it's... Yeah, probably. If it's something that is like a one-shot consumable, like one food item that you're eating right now. Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't, you wouldn't barter for it. Mm-hmm. But if it's like bulk or like multiple food items or like something that lasts for like clothes or something, mm-hmm. then you usually would, I feel. Again, not native or anything, but that's just from from Tomb. That's the impression I got based on like, we always ask you like, oh, should we bargain on this okay. or what? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so yeah, you, you that's that's uh, something very interesting. You got to get a, get a hang of that. Yeah, you need to figure that out. Another another cool thing about um, Bangkok and just Thailand in general, I guess. Yeah. Is um, there are just monks there? Okay. Uh, just around. Just around. Oh. Like right. usually they're just sort of around town in the morning when they're going to get food because okay. they just walk through town and everybody gives them food. Okay. Um, that's how that's how they get food because they don't like oh, they don't have fair. money so they don't buy their own food. They literally yeah. just walk through town and survive off what people are like hey here you go hmm okay yeah they don't they don't like beg or anything but it's i think it's a good karma to give give food food to a monk that would make sense yeah yeah and like 95 percent of people are buddhist we 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 went to a temple as well we saw some more there yeah and learned a little bit about buddhism in thailand there was a one really interesting thing was there was a, a 45 meter long buddha okay yeah, it was laying down. And I think it was 16 meters tall because okay. it was like in a laying down position Buddha. Okay. But that was, that. I mean, that whole place had a whole bunch of like gold plated 
stuff like giant elaborate beautiful uh buildings and stuff a whole bunch of like if you go to i saw this monk just like feeding some cats <laughs> which, okay which was funny but that was the grand palace so it's like the palace but also there's like a, a temple attached to it and there's some large buddhas yeah. So yeah what what kinds of stuff do you do at the temple just kind of look around we didn't or... like we went to like it was technically a temple but we I, we saw some people praying actually okay there was um a section for the the praying part was actually divided up it was interesting uh there was like the back bit where everybody was like walking around to look at the crazy ornate buddhas yeah and stuff like that and then there was a front part with a carpet that was divided into two uh, and the the one part was for just run-of-the-mill Buddhists, just your everyday guy to go, like, pray and whatever. Okay. And then the right part, which was smaller, uh, was only for monks. And we only saw, like, one or two at a time uh, praying in there. But that, w- that was uh, pretty interesting. Something that our, our, our guide said uh, that I actually I knew about before, but I wasn't sure, like, how popular it was. She said it's it's quite common. For Thai men, uh, specifically Buddhists, but almost all Thai men are Buddhists, one point in their life, usually between end of high school and end of university, to join a monastery and be a monk for three months. Oh, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be three months. So you can do it for as long as you want. Okay. Um, Because you can obviously leave a monastery whenever you want. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's like... She said something like 80% hmm. of Thai men do it at one point in their life. And that, that seemed just really interesting to me. That is, yeah. And that's Is that specific to Thailand? Like no other Buddhists do that? Do you know? I don't know. The way she said it, it seemed like it was. Okay. Because that I'll rings a bell up. from like world religions class in high school, I think. So it might be an everywhere thing. Like every, every Buddhist country. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I don't know, because I, I, I don't know if any country, any other countries are, like, that are that large are, like, so Buddhist, like, so, like, like, 95% Buddhist or something. Like, oh, yeah. And you there also don't need places. to be tied to do it, she said. Okay. Like, anybody could go to Thailand and become a monk as long as they were, like, legally in the country. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there are a bunch mm-hmm. of other places, like, uh, Cambodia's 97, uh, Myanmar's 88. Bhutan, 75, Sri Lanka, Laos, Mongolia. Oh, Japan. Okay. All those 36. places, all those places except for Mongolia are like really close to and or bordering Thailand. Yeah. It's that area. So I guess it's just that. Yeah. yeah. Southeast, Southeast Asia. Yeah. And then it does start to go down. Like South Korea, there's quite a few. Did you say Mongolia? Uh, yeah. 55% apparently. Huh. Didn't know. Yeah, that's not that go. high, but like that's still interesting, still majority. But yeah, so I thought that was that was really interesting that it's just like expected that you pass uh, three months, like a, a summer of one year, just like meditating and surviving on f- like food given to you. No, fair enough. That'd probably teach you a lot of good kind of lessons about well about how much you really need to live on. Yeah, to that's supposedly why. Uh, why most people do it she said it's not like uncommon for a a woman's parents to want her to marry a guy who's done that Mm -hmm. because like shows that you're like mature Mm. and are capable of 
Uh, self-restraint thinking and self-restraint yeah that would definitely teach you self-restraint there's a lot of rules you have to follow you yeah you can't eat dinner uh you shave all the hair on your head okay you can't drink alcohol yeah you can smoke okay so wait why not specifically dinner um i don't know i yeah i know that monks do only eat like breakfast slash lunch from donations okay so it looks like originally the idea was the one meal that the regular people would have a day would be the evening meal they'd work all day and then they'd come home and they'd like cook the meal in the evening and have it then yeah and of course the monks are living off of the leftovers of these meals so generally They'd eat it after or they'd get some whatever's left over the following morning because they figured that uh, the people wouldn't really appreciate a begging monk coming up with a bowl uh, while there's a hungry person who was out working all day trying to get some food. Oh, good on him. Yeah. And it is getting quite late, so I must be going now. But I say that we could have a whole other podcast probably on stuff i did in thailand and actually more about korea too yeah that would be good Both there's, there's a whole lot i haven't said <laughs> yeah i think we've got some interesting things done so far maybe we'll we'll make this yeah. a two-parter sure perhaps. tune in next week <laughs> oh, to, to the standard humans podcast to find out more about evan's asian escapades Yeah, do I live? Do I die? Who knows? You'll have to find out next time.